Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan and the Dan, it's Dan Patrick Show. If you missed Charles Barkley's comments on who he thinks is the MVP in the NBA and also what he really thinks of Draymond Green. That'll be coming up in about 20 minutes from now. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. The fanettes in the chat room. And those of you listening around the world, our 362 radio affiliates, you can tweet us at DP Show. Are we staying with that stupid poll question, McLevin, for the final hour? Uh, no. Okay. The stupid poll question was, which seasonal media member would you rather be? A draft analyst, a horse racing expert. Don't forget that one. Yeah. Or a bracketologist. Actually, bracketologists beat horse racing expert and upset. A Cinderella great. story okay. right there. Yeah, great. great. Uh, I did put up one that you're leaving like less. Where do you stand on the NFL CBA? Don't care. Just want to watch football. The players sound like they're getting a bad deal, or it seems like a good deal. Uh, actually, right now it's about a three-way tie with don't care. Just want to watch football. People care about this. I know you guys don't, but people are into this story. It's a reason to talk NFL. Well, I understand that, but the thing that we want to talk about is the 17-game schedule. Nobody wants to talk about, hey, what are you guys going to be uh, testing for uh, drug-wise? Oh, you're not testing. Well, what kind of punishments do you have for people? Nobody cares about that stuff. You don't think people care if they test for marijuana? feels like that's a subject that hits a lot more of our audience than any other subject we have. Well, if it affects them that their boss is testing, then they would care. I don't know if they care that NFL players are being tested or not being tested. There. But uh, that's our poll question for the final hour. Depending on where you live, there's a whole group of colleges and universities you probably never think about except for one week out of the year. And that's this time of the year. It's championship week, college basketball. So you get to celebrate East Tennessee State like I did last night with that win over Wofford. They won the Southern Conference. Belmont clinched the Ohio Valley Conference. Winthrop, big South champs. Bradley, this year's Missouri Valley champs. It goes on all week long. Small schools punching their ticket to the big dance. And I don't know if they stand a chance, you know, when you get to the big dance. But we've seen some surprises. And, you know, you've seen some pretty good tournament runs with teams and schools that you had no idea who they were and where they were. But it's championship week. It's unique. It's a special time and a great reminder of some of these smaller schools that we think about only one week come March. And it is fun. I like to see the excitement. I like to see those fan bases get a chance to have their moment where they get to storm the court. It's a big deal. And then you're a 16 seed. 
15 seed. And all you want to do is load up the slingshot. That's it. You just want a chance. And what other sport, you know, college football doesn't allow you to do this because it's top heavy. It's four teams. That's it. College basketball, you still get to load up your slingshot and take a take it dead aim at, uh, at Goliath. Yes, Fritzy. And what's more fun on Sunday when you see the schools, they're all sitting there with their coach in the, on their floor, and they find out that they're in or what their seat is, and then they'll say something like, in East Tennessee State, you have a date with the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> but it's always on delay that always bothers me, because then you go, they're not very excited, and then they're like, Rah! you know, it's like a four-second delay. Yeah, Paul. When I was at uh, Southern Illinois University, I think our college basketball team, I think we won 27. That's we. They won 27 games one year, maybe 28. And we all went to this local little pub in Carbondale, Illinois. They had made the, the tournament forever and ever. And we're all sitting there, and they're going through the thing, and they're going through the thing. Then they go out west, and they go through everyone. Nothing. Nope. Didn't make anything. It, it was the most wins ever for a college basketball team to not make the tournament. That party went from out of hand to ghost town in 20 seconds. <laughs> It was one of the worst days because everyone's like, we're going out west because the west was last. All these kids from Southern Illinois think we're going to go to, you know, play Pepperdine or play UCLA and nothing. Was that the year that I did a game down there? Yeah, you did a game. um, Was it, did you, you did uh, Murray State, right? Yeah, with Popeye Jones was playing. Yeah, Popeye Jones was a star of Murray State and Southern Illinois had a pretty good team that year. And you were down there uh, doing play-by-play and we were sitting right behind you. And we try to talk you into coming back to our fraternity house for a beer for the game. You said, I'll, I'll come by. I'll come by. I actually went to somebody else's house after that game. Local broadcaster, I went to uh, his house. And I uh, somehow emerged and found my way to uh, O'Hare. A lot of people don't make it out of Carbondale, if you know what I mean. Uh, I slept through my first flight. I had an early flight. You know, it's one of those, where, like an early class in college where you go, yep, I'm going to sign up for that 8 o'clock class my senior year. And then you go, what was I thinking? Yes, Todd. I was just talking to Mr. Will Leach. Oh, is Will with us? He sure oh, is. Okay, Will Leach, the fine columnist, uh, New York Magazine contributing editor, and I think it's must-read. I'm not an alarmist. I'm not a conspiracy theorist that much, but you know, with this coronavirus and where we are with the sports landscape, just I, I think we're moving slow, and uh, I think Will agrees with me on that and uh, joins us now. Will, thanks for joining us. Uh, why is the sports world dragging its feet on the coronavirus? You know, the obvious answer, I think, is money. And, I, and, I, and you know, if you look at what uh, – there's several answers. I think obviously money is part of it. Look what happened to the South by Southwest Film Festival. Uh, that When that was canceled, that cost people a lot of money, cost people their jobs. Well, imagine that, what that would happen in the world of sports, how many people would lose their jobs, the part-time workers and full-time workers, and never minding the money to the leagues would lose out. You know, it's hard to turn – the ship around in a lot of these things. People have talked about, well, what's Atlanta going to do when they host the Final Four? I mean, Atlanta was awarded that Final Four in 2014. I mean, these things are really kind of long moving. There's a lot of money to be made, and it's hard to turn the ship around. But I also think there's something cultural about it. I actually feel like sports uh, in particular, there is, and Dan, I'm sure you, you probably, well, even anecdotally, when you talk to people in sports, there's this kind of idea that like, oh, that's somewhere else, or that's something that we'll deal with otherwise, or that's something happening in Europe, because they're all crammed together, or some other thing, LeBron James kind of talked about the idea of like, I'm not going to play in front of these fans, and kind of inherent in his phrasing in that was, oh, this is not, this is not going to be a problem for us. And I think you've seen that in the slowness to, you know, the best example that I saw was 
with the city of San Francisco announced, hey, we were, there are no more gatherings of more than 10,000 people. But the Warriors, who, of course, have this new stadium right there in San Francisco, did not cancel their games. And no one knows that they're going to. I feel like sports still feels like this is something that's happening somewhere else. And uh, we'll find out pretty quick whether or not they're right about that. And also, you mentioned in your column that, you know, when, when you're an athlete, you fight through pain. You play through pain. But... You know, illness that that's that's viewed as weak. Like we we're not embracing this because it's it's not an injury. It's it's a you know you have a sickness here, and it's almost like that sports mentality of you you fight through this and you play through this, and you're not going to tell us where we can't have games and how many people can show up. Yeah, and I think that speaks to also the outsideness of it. Like the reason, I, I, the, to me, the, the best example of how kind of weird sports has gotten about this is this new thing that the leagues have done, where they said we're not going to have uh, media coming into the clubhouse now. And I, I feel like that's, I think it's misguided from a journalistic aspect. But more to the point, it seems that that's not really what these cancellation of events are about. The issue is not the issue of not having these games is not worrying of protecting the players from getting sick. It's that when you have all of these people in a large place, uh, that's more likely to make those that are disadvantaged or those that are older or those who are weaker, that's who you're trying to protect by by canceling these events or having fans not there. And it doesn't feel like athletes don't see it that way. I don't think the league see it that way either. There is this idea that, like, oh, listen, if I've got the flu, I've played through the flu. I've had a migraine and I I fought through that. You know, playing through injuries, let alone playing through what may feel like just the flu to these guys, it doesn't feel like something you should change your entire life from doing. I mean, people play with massive injuries. Probably times they shouldn't play with massive injuries to try to, like, fight through it. The idea then because it's not real yet here, I mean, yeah. it's just kind of reported things. It feels like something that is outside. And uh, the problem is, is if you're not making, we're still, everyone's still playing games now. And so this is actually kind of what happened in Italy. The, the, about 10 days ago, they were about where we were now. And it felt like, oh, that's happening somewhere else. And we'll be fine. It's just the flu. And they can almost joke about it. And they didn't stop some of the gatherings that uh, have led to some of the issues they've had now. And also, I think the NBA being forward thinking might be the first league that says we're going to hold games uh, in front of uh, empty arenas or maybe not hold games. I, I don't look at the NCAA as being a trendsetter here with what's going to happen with March Madness. It might take somebody else to be the first domino for, for that to happen. What do you think? Yeah, I think the NBA would be first. And frankly, I do think if someone does it, you're going to see these, the dominoes go pretty quick. And I think that's another reason that you're you're seeing people so hesitant to do it. Because once once the NBA, and I, I agree with you that it will be the NBA, if the NBA says, you know what, we're canceling games or we're not having games in front of fans, then it, you can no longer – then it's making a decision not to do it. At that point, like right now, collectively, we can all be on the same page. I found it telling that all those came out with that press release together. They were trying to say, hey, listen, we're all on the same page here, so no one's stepping out on a limb. I think no one wants to do that, but once someone steps out on a limb, it will be hard for the NHL to justify it. To me, maybe the NCAA tournament isn't canceled, but the NIT will be. And like some of those like non-essential ones, I think that's where you'll see once someone makes that first step foot forward, I think the dominoes will fall pretty fast. Will, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. Of course, as always, sir. Thank you. That's uh, Will Leach, columnist, New York Magazine contributing editor. I, and look, I'm not a sky-is-falling guy. Man, this isn't political for me. You know, I, I haven't spoken about it for two weeks. I, I, I just, 
I'm just I wanted to see what the impact was going to be here in the United States. You have a prominent tennis tournament that was uh, canceled in Indian Wells. Uh, I, but I'm, I'm not covering the disease. I'm covering the impact here. Because, you know, you guys want to draw battle lines. It's got to be black or white. Oh, you know, the typical liberal or, you know, this is, I mean, this isn't what this is about. I'm discussing the fallout from this. Okay? I'm scaring people, Dan. I, and I, I'm not, I don't mean to. I just know that this impact on sports is going to be felt. I don't know when. Or how, but it's going to be. You can't put your head in the sand and go, yep, got it all figured out here. Yeah, nothing to worry about here. Because we do have something to worry about. And you see what's happening in other parts of the world. I'm sure people in Italy go, well, there's there's no way with all the tourism that we have that, that we're going to be quarantined. There's no way they would have soccer matches in front of nobody. Hmm, they are. Oh, well, we wouldn't cancel the prominent tennis tournament. Uh, we did. Oh, we wouldn't limit the number of people who could go to uh, a basketball game to at least 1,000, but no more. We wouldn't cancel uh, one of the biggest music festivals in the world. We wouldn't cancel South by Southwest, but we did. And it's not being an alarmist. I would rather be overly cautious than to go, God, I wish I would have taken this a little more seriously. Because I think that's where we're headed. I, I, I think there's still, we're in denial because we're the United States. This doesn't happen to us. It is happening to us. Look at the stock market. That's just based off fears. Because nobody knows anything. As soon as they know something and we've, you know, corralled this, got it under control, then, you know, probably things will go back to normal. But until then, I don't know. I can't sit here and say, Boy, how would you feel going to Atlanta for the Final Four? I don't know. Lee in Atlanta joins us. Hey, Lee. Hey, buddy. Six hey, bu- three two forty two forty seven. Uh, I guess I have one quick point. I, I really think that they will will not have uh, people in the stands uh, in Atlanta this year for sure. I had a buddy last night tell me that he has Final Four tickets. He knows he's probably not going to be able to go now. I, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on what if somebody on the Lakers get, you know, we're going into the playoffs another six weeks. The way this thing's spreading, we have no idea. What if somebody comes up on the Lakers, you know, the week before the playoffs and they, and they get the virus and, you know, you're going to quarantine the team. I mean, there's so many unknowns. I just feel, I feel like it's going to affect sports way yeah, more than just fans. But, but Lee, Lee fans. I, I, I just, I'll deal with that when we get there. I, I don't want to do hypothetical. I, I'm trying to cover stories that are actually happening, not, hey, what if, the hypothetical, because that's dangerous. I, I don't want to do that, all right? And I hope you understand. I, I love talking about sports. I love talking about, you know, the actual games, the athletes. But, you know, we've seen this before where the real world intersects with sports, and then we talk about it because it needs to be talked about. I uh, just saw this where... ESPN is not going to be able to pry Al Michaels away from Sunday Night Football. They'd hope to create a dream team there with maybe Peyton Manning. Andrew Marchant of the New York Post has been all over this story. NBC Sports has declined ESPN's initial initial request to engage in trade talks to acquire Al Michaels. This according to sources. Uh, Let me see. 
What else is on here? Albino has two more years remaining. And it doesn't say Albino, but that's his nickname. Albino. Mike Tirico is already to set uh, set to take over at that time. Uh, Tirico may call more games over the next two seasons. The new face of NBC, which uh, there could be a potential path of NBC Sports executives, changed their mind, and Michaels wanted to explore a move. Now, here's the only thing I thought that was a possibility here. Because knowing Al Michaels, and he's still got his fastball, he wants to do the two more years. That's the, the last year of his contract. They would have the Super Bowl at NBC. But what if he says, like, Al... Al plays golf whenever he wants. Al's got a great life. But he's able to call play-by-play for football games, and I just don't see Al going, hey, I'm not going to do anything but play golf. What if Al still wants to do play-by-play and says to NBC, I'd like to, I'd like to go to ESPN. I'd like to do this for five more years. Because NBC can't guarantee him five more years. Because you got Tariko who came over from the mothership and was eyeing Sunday Night Football. Now Al is there and still there. Still doing a great job. But um, ESPN has not yet informed Joe Tessitore or Booger McFarland that they will not return to Monday Night Football. So is that decision made that they won't be returning? Or, or not made. Yeah. Maybe it should be ESPN has not made not yet made a decision on whether to bring because if I'm Joe Tessitore or Booger McFarland, ESPN has not yet informed Joe Tessitore or Booger McFarland that they will not return to Monday night. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Yeah, Paul. If I'm Joe and Booger, I just turn my phone off until September. Just show up wherever that first game is scheduled. <laughs> say, hey man, I've been out of the country. He could they could show up and all of a sudden they're going, what's Al Michaels? <laughs> well, I'm ready to go. Booger walks in. He's a big guy. No one's stopping him. Yeah, well, that might stop him in his tracks if he walks in and there's like, hey, Peyton. Hey, 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 Booger. What are you doing hey, here? What are, what are, no, what are you doing here? Oh, boy. Yeah, so I didn't know if that was going to happen with Al. But if Al wants to do more play-by-play and do marquee games, and do Monday night football again, I don't know. I don't know if that's one of those where he says, hey, I know the writing's on the wall, and Mike Tirico's going to do this. Mind you let me go, and I can sign up. I could do the next two years there. And uh, how about this? I get to come back and be part of the Super Bowl with uh, NBC. <laughs> wonder what I could get if I traded one of you guys. So just floated this out there? Yeah. I, I'm trying to think what I need. Paulie, if I was going to use you. Trade bait? I, yeah, trade bait. Like, what could I get? Seton's younger. You know, that you always want that younger guy. He's younger than me. I, I feel versatile. <laughs> yeah, versatile. He's got a better jumper. I feel good about what I do, but I don't know hmm. how much I bring back to you. Yeah, I'm trying to think. See, it feels like Fritzy would be the guy. I keep. You know, he's in rarefied air is one of the better bookers in the business. He's not medically clear, though. Yeah, I know. A Tua Tonga Bailo is in better shape than Fritzy is. Uh, I, I think you could be of value to somebody who needs to, you know, book like Daniel Jeremiah or something like that. <laughs> nice. You know, 
Maybe something like that. Dan's Jeremiah's not as easy to book as you think. Like, uh, Very busy guy. Yeah. Dan Bickley, trying to get him on. The elusive Dan Bickley. Is that 1020 or 1025? <laughs> I was trying to get a clear picture. And... <laughs> mountain, mountain time, Pacific. We got... I know. Oh, yeah, just, is that 1020 we prefer? Or do we want to do something? I know we don't want to back up against Back to back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never trade you guys. And you have no intention of trading him? I have no intention. No plan. You guys have not been informed yet <laughs> if you will not be back with the Dan Patrick show. No, no. The, the fact that the guy who was getting breakfast for us three weeks ago is now doing graphics <laughs> for, the, for the TV portion of the show. Do we want that knowledge out there? <laughs> All right, it's already out there. You supply unprecedented opportunities. That's I not do. how the business works. You have to go years and years to get these Like Tyler, the creator, his job is to basically walk the big German's dog and clean up after the dog. <laughs> now he's mat- monitoring the chat room, and he's the backup cameraman. I can't afford to get rid of anybody here. If you were going to franchise one. Oh, man. Franchise tag somebody. Franchise tag. I'd probably go the big German right now. He might be the most valuable guy in the building. Because I said, hey, can you direct? Yeah, it can't be that hard. I go, I think it is. And so the big German brings his dog in there with uh, Dylan, who was getting breakfast for us. And that's, that's our control. <laughs> that's our uncontrolled room. Oh, man. Ah, beauty. Yes, Todd? I just love it. What, what places are for national radio TV show <laughs> can you climb the ladder that quickly? In this business, that's just about impossible. But Colin Cowherd said I had like 30 producers or something, right? 37. 37? 34? I don't know. I lost track, but this is all I got. I wonder who wrote that bit for him. Wow. Uh, I have a ceasefire with Colin. Oh. Now, I'm in the Fox Sports lineup there, and I have a ceasefire <laughs> with him. Right? I moved on. I moved on. He apologized to me. He did reach out privately and apologized. That was, that was a few years ago. That's good. That's good. He should respect his elders, guys who win all the awards. We'll take a break. Charles Barkley will join us coming up. Get his thoughts on the MVP and also what he really thinks of Draymond Green. That's next. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Everyone knows that finding qualified candidates when you're hiring is a very difficult job. But I'll tell you right now, ZipRecruiter makes it a lot easier. Let's talk about Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner. Experience how challenging hiring can be after unsuccessfully searching for a new game artist to grow her education tech company. But then she switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you, too, can sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. With results like that, it's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter is definitely the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. Again, if you want to hire smart, qualified people, you have to go to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dan Patrick. 
Phone calls coming up. Also, some Meat Friday songs. Get ready for the final fork here. Meat Madness. We'll have our brackets for you to vote on. That'll be coming up. Also, more details on you to be part of the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. We'll have celebrities in the Bracket Challenge, but you can enter. Doesn't cost you anything. And uh, the winner of the Bracket Challenge will get to be a Danette for a day. Oh, got a little music there. A little accompaniment well, there. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, Charles Barkley joined us in the first hour, and I wanted to bring back some of his comments. I started uh, the conversation. We were talking about the MVP race, and it feels like it's getting a little bit closer here. Felt, felt like it was a foregone conclusion the Greek freak was going to win the MVP. But uh, I asked Charles, is the MVP race over? Not over. Uh, LeBron is gaining. Uh, but Giannis got the lead in the clubhouse. Uh, you know what's interesting? LeBron has played great. But, Dan, can I ask you a question? All right. Who was the leading scorer against the Bucks Friday night for the Lakers and the leading scorer for the Lakers Sunday against the Clippers? Anthony Davis. Okay, just checking. Uh, you you would not know that by all these, these asses on television. Hey, LeBron's been great. LeBron's been great, but I was like, wait a minute. I know LeBron's been great, but, and I understand there's that Kobe narrative, uh, LeBron playing for the Lakers, you know, everybody want to be sentimental and that's understandable. But from day one this year, Giannis has been the best player in the world. They're on pace. They were on pace to win 70 games. Uh, and LeBron plays with Anthony Davis. Uh, that's that's a big deal. And it's interesting. I hear some of these fools and clowns and jackasses get on TV and say, well, Giannis plays in the weaker Eastern Conference. I mean, you mean like LeBron, he won all his MVPs. And he played with loaded teams. Bosh, uh, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Love, uh, uh, and uh, Kyrie. So I'm curious. See, you can frame the narrative how you want to, Dan. But I just don't think it'll be fair. Giannis has been the best player from day one. Uh, he doesn't play with Anthony Davis. LeBron's been amazing. But I understand all these guys. Uh, you know they want it. They're like, okay, LeBron's playing great at 35. They act like he's 100. Up uh, and uh, <laughs> they do. They act like you know he's 35. I'm like 35. Give me a break. But I just hope. I just hope that um, people use their common sense. Yeah, but we love a storyline. The media loves a storyline. They wrote this. Yeah, you're you're correct. But you don't get to create your storyline. Your storyline is Giannis is going to, like I say, before he got hurt, they were going to come really close to 70 games, really close. He's playing with Chris Middleton, who's an all-star. LeBron's playing with Anthony Davis, who's probably one of the top five players in the world. And then, like I say, they say, well, Giannis plays in the East. I'm like, LeBron, when y'all were bragging all those years, he made it to the finals, he was playing in the East. So, uh, like you say, you, yeah, you're right. The, the media wants to change the narrative and make it what they what it is. But the bottom, it's just my opinion, Giannis has been the best player from day one in the NBA this year. I saw where you're going to auction off a lot of your memorabilia. Why now? Yeah, I got, I got, a, you know, it's just, you know, I was talking to one of my mentors, Billy Cunningham, and he he was going to sell his memorabilia because, you know, your kids don't want that crap. Um, 
And I and first of all, I don't want to be 70 years old having people, hey, let me show you my MVP trophy. I mean, I don't want to be one of those old guys. That happened a long time ago. And my hometown needs some help. Uh, you know, I was down visiting uh, uh, my friends in the last couple of weeks, and my side of town is not great. And I think that I got an autograph deal with Panini. And the guy said he can get a lot of money for my MVP trophy, uh, my gold medals. But my daughter, I asked her, because she's the most important thing. I said, do you want this stuff? She said, I'll take a gold medal, and you can auction off the rest. And I got a lot of good stuff. I got a, a flag, a United States flag, uh, signed by everybody on the Dream Team that I stole from Barcelona. It's one, it's one of the coolest things. Uh, it was laying around. Uh, it, it, it was, and I grabbed it, and I got everybody to sign it. It's actually on the wall in my house. I got a lot of really good stuff. And then I don't need that stuff. Uh, you know, it's sitting around the house. It's actually around my mother and grandmother's house. They both have passed away. And like I said, it's going to be great for my hometown because it, it needs some work. What can I buy? Then you can't afford anything probably – that I got. Okay. Uh, I'm so, just curious if you had something, you know, like, I got the Danettes too that we can kind of pull our money together and I, I could buy Dan, something. Dan, Dan, you know what? You know what? I apologize. I, I, you know what? You probably are loaded. All the, As long as you've been in the television business, <laughs> you probably are still, you are loaded. Because you know what? You probably, and I'm giving you a compliment, you're in the conversation for probably the longest person who's been on television, on major networks. I'm trying to think who's in the conversation with you. I mean, you might be, uh, you might have one of the, you've had one of the greatest careers ever, but between you being on, on other networks and having your own thing now, you've had one of the longest careers ever. Well, thank you. No, I mean that's 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 incredible. I'm kind of. Hey, how about your the, the, hey, How about your Dayton Flyers? They look pretty good. I I wish that they weren't getting this much recognition. That makes me nervous. They're a little too hot right now. Well, you know, I hope that yeah, the young kid Obi wins the Player of the Year. I hope Anthony Grant wins the National Coach of the Year because they've been great. Yeah. Uh, I've been studying them for the last couple months, man. They got a shot. There's no great team. There's no. There's there's some. There's probably twenty really good teams. It's up for grabs. I think Kansas will probably be the favorite, but they're not a strong favorite because Dayton, Gonzaga, Baylor. I thought Baylor might be the best team, but they've lost three out of four. Uh, but it's this. I think. I like to say this is going to be the best without the coronavirus in the conversation. This could be the best Final Four uh, NCAA tournament ever because of all the upsets. Now you've had a great career and a long career and two Hall of Fame careers as a player and a broadcaster. But I was sorry to hear that Draymond Green is going to take your job. Uh, I don't know how soon that's going to happen, but is that this year or next? When does Draymond Green? Because he's not going to be in the playoffs this year, but. Is your job safe? Uh, my job is safe. Uh, you know, I, Dan, Draymond Green, is, is uh, he's a nice guy. I like Draymond. Uh, and he's a good player. But you know what he is? He's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member. 
and he thinks he think the crowd is, like, cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, he's the least famous person in the boy band, and he thinks he's a star. So he's, he's Joey not. He's Joey Fatone. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to talk about Joey. I know Joey. Okay, Lance Bass. He's Lance Stop Bass. Stop it, man. We're not going <laughs> to insult anybody. But he's, like, in the boy band who's lucky to be in the boy band, and, like, he thinks all the girls are screaming for him. And, like, no, they're screaming for Justin Timberlake. You're just in the band. Enjoy being in the band because you're never going to have any hit singles. Uh, but that's but he's a nice guy. I like messing with him. Um, I do. I like messing with him. But, he, first of all, he, he, he don't have a face for TV. <laughs> he's got a face for radio. So he's not going to get my TV gig. <laughs> Would you trade your career for his career? No, my career is, is what it is. I was a great player. I didn't win the championship. Uh, but there's a lot of guys who uh, didn't win the championship uh, are, are much better than some of these guys who get championship rings. Man, my, my career speaks for itself. I didn't win it. You know, I, I, I always find it fascinating when people want to try to shoot you down, they say you didn't win a championship. You know, it is a team game. Uh, it, it's a team game. But also, some of these guys who got rings, they were just on the team. <laughs> they, were bus, they were bus riders. They weren't bus drivers. <laughs> uh, and it does come up. It, it feels like that's when somebody goes scoreboard on you, when they go, yeah, but you never won a championship. And I, well, because they, they, they act like um, they act like you're playing uh, poker or something, and what, when they're uh, it's like when they're like, I got nothing else to say, but you didn't win the championship. I'm like, okay, I got that. What else do you have? <laughs> it's like they act like we're playing tennis. It's like you got no championship. That's game set and match. I'm like, okay, I get it. I didn't win the championship. Is that the only thing you got? <laughs> You know, I always laugh because I'm like, yeah, okay. I think everybody knows I didn't win a championship. If that's your final point, do you have, like, any more points? And they don't have any more points because, like I say, man, I think everybody knows I was a hell of a player. I didn't win a championship. But, uh, you know, nobody thinks Draymond is better than me or Carl Malone or Patrick Ewing. Or Elgin Baylor. Nobody thinks that who's got any common sense. But I don't hate on Draymond. He's a good little player. <laughs> and he's a nice guy. Uh, when are but you going to – I told you, though, he's in, the, he's in the board band. He thinks he's Justin Timberlake, and he's not. Uh, when are you going to start uh, selling off your sports memorabilia? Do we uh, have anything to promote here where people can find out more information on this? You know what, Dan? I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh I'll let you know because right, like I'm in New York now. I got to do Colbert tonight, Ooh, and then March, yeah, then March Madness start uh, Sunday, uh, and so I'm crazy for the next month. And then I go right into the NBA playoffs. So nothing's going to happen to right after the NBA playoffs. And what I'll do is then, because you've been great to me all these years, I'll come on your show. When I when, when we get everything set up and announce where people can go and bid on this this, this stuff, that'd be great. Uh, we had Christian Leitner on last year, and he admitted to stealing stuff from you during the uh, Dream Team. Well, we were all stealing from each other <laughs> because I got some Michael Jordan stuff. Uh -oh. I, I got a Mike, I got a Michael Jordan practice jersey. 
uh, a warm up. I got a Magic Johnson warm up. Uh, I, I was stealing like it was no every, every game. I was stealing stuff. That's the stuff that I'm gonna auction off. But I stole a Michael Jordan practice jersey, uh, a warm up, and I got a I got a Magic also. So a lot of stuff gonna come up. Them guys been looking for <laughs> since 1992. Magic's gonna be bidding on his own warmups. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I should do? I should try to sell it to them first. <laughs> I don't know if Jordan would be interested in buying, but Magic might want it. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's it's going to be great, man. That's I'm good. really excited. I'm really excited about that. Uh, have fun with uh, March Madness. We'll catch up with you again, and uh, always appreciate you joining us. All right, my brother. You take care yeah. of yourself. You guys take care. That's Charles Barkley earlier in the show. We'll take a break. Got some news, breaking news about a league that has canceled its basketball tournaments. Have that for you coming up next. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. If you were thinking of attending the Ivy League basketball tournament, you'll be getting a refund. The Ivy League has canceled the basketball tournaments for both men's and women's. Uh, the uh, league's regular season champions, Princeton women and Yale men, automatic qualifiers to the NCAA tournaments. But this decision has been made in accordance with the guidance of public health and medical professionals to discourage and limit large gatherings on campuses in light of the coronavirus situation. Just to start, folks, just to start. Josh in L.A. Hey, Josh. Hey, bud. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, Josh. 180, 510. Hey, I, you know, nobody really wants to play in these empty stadiums, uh, even though I, I know it's money and I understand that, but... If nobody watched it, nobody was there, did it actually happen? And I would have loved to have heard Barkley's take on he supposedly played the greatest game ever played, uh, but nobody ever saw it during the Olympics at practice. Now, we've all put on the jerseys for inter-squad games and, you know, the jerseys on after picture day to go practice, and those are boring. All you're going to hear is the, the, squeak, the squeaks on the floor, and you're not going to be able to play nothing. So I, I just want to get into that, man, and, and – I think it's it's the you're not going to see LeBron do the powder thing before the game. I yeah, mean, but there's bigger. There, no, 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 Josh. There, it's a bigger story than LeBron with the powder. They don't want to cancel this. They don't want to play in front of empty stands, stadiums. They they don't want that. They may be forced to do that. I mean, you. I know you don't want to hear just the squeaking of basketball shoes, or you want to have LeBron with his powder. I don't want any of this, but you know what? You gotta be, 
you got to be proactive, all right? We were, we were handed a bad hand, and now it's what we're going to do with this that's going to be essential over the next couple of months at best, all right? At worst, it's the next couple of months. I mean, we don't know. I don't want to see these games canceled. I would like to have watched Ivy League basketball to see if somebody besides Yale, you know, gets out of there and gets an automatic berth, but it's just not going to happen. We sound selfish. Like, oh, you can't take that away from us. We feel like sports are impenetrable. They're not. And you have to look at it that way, whether you want to or not. Ah, I got to lighten the mood a little bit here. Um, this day in sports history coming up. I got to meet Friday's song. Oh. Here is uh, Derek in Oregon. Hey, Derek, go ahead. DP show. Yeah, I'm going to fire up the trigger for the DP show. I'm going <laughs> to grill till I can't no more. I got the whoop up on the tap. Police history facts. Seaton's got the tats. Mario should have passed. You came with that tofu. I don't want no hope. Let's come with the T-bones. I'll kick you out of my hood. Oh, won't you grill me something? Please grill me something. Chad, won't you grill me something? Chad, grill me something. McLovin with the questions, Chris got DP stressing, Traeger won't keep me guessing, or while I'm cooking on that venison, oh won't you grill me something, won't you grill me something, woo, DP show. That's Derek in Oregon, I think that's better than the original, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, let me do one more, Chris in Ohio. His meet Friday song. Hello, Trigger, my old friend. <laughs> I've come with gifts to meet again. Because a vision completely I had a vision that was leading. And the onions from the blocks really made me cry. That's Chris in Ohio. A little Simon and Garfunkel there. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. I got a couple. In 1941, 1941, the Brooklyn Dodgers announced that their players would begin wearing helmets Batting helmets during the 41 season. Doesn't it seem like they would have done that way before the 41 season? Well, when did they first have the first hockey mask for goalies? That's what you needed. I love that there's a meeting. No, not on my watch. Yeah. You're soft. You're going to wear a hockey mask? 1951, FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover declines the post of baseball commissioner. I had no idea he was even offered it. And guess who was born on this day? Olivia Wilde. That's same correct. month, same day, same year? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Olivia Wilde is correct. Carrie Underwood as well. And John Hamm, the hammer. Hammer time. Hammer. Hammer time. I saw him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Wasn't he amazing? Amazing? Oh, as Larry, yeah. How he transformed himself into Larry David was hysterical. But, but amazing? Yeah, I loved that episode. I thought the last episode was like one of the best curves. Hmm. You didn't like it? 
I, I, yeah, I, I mean, there's a certain entertainment element to Curb. Like, I, I don't – it's always entertaining because it's Larry, but I'm always a little uncomfortable with it. I guess the idea of this really good-looking actor, John Hamm, becoming the neurotic, crazy Larry David. Yeah. Like, Oh, no, the premise is always – you know, there's brilliance in that. It's just I, – I, I'm always uncomfortable watching Curb. You have to watch in doses, right? That's how I do it. Yeah. That's, the, that's the whole goal of the show, though, right? Yes, to make you uncomfortable. Todd, what'd you learn today? Charles Barkley says Draymond Green's like the guy in the boy band who thinks girls are screaming for him, but they're actually yelling at Justin Timberlake next to him. What about you, McLovin? Uh, Charles Barkley still practice jerseys from Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson during the Dream Team year. Seton O'Connor. Yeah, the Chuck Wagon of a solid boy band breakdown. Yeah, he did. Did well. Uh, Paul? Barkley, comfortable ripping Draymond Green, not comfortable ripping Joey Fatone. What did I learn, Todd? That you'd rather be a horse racing analyst than a bracketologist. Yeah, I don't want to be a bracketologist. If you run a small business like we do, you can use LegalZoom right now like we did to set up for success, we hope. Go to LegalZoom.com today. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick and the box at checkout. LegalZoom where life meets legal. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary and simply search for our shows to start listening.